My name is Eric Bowe and welcome to the Primal Shopper Podcast. This podcast is for marketers, entrepreneurs, and academics interested in understanding why we shop the way we do. My goal is to focus on primal motivations driving our behaviors and how to apply these learnings to improve your marketing. Don't worry about taking notes. I'll include any links to the show notes. And so let's get on with the show. Of today's episode is the billion dollar throwdown between Amazon and Walmart. It seems like these two are in the news every week, always coming up with something new, always trying to one up each other, and they have many different retail battles going on. Today I'm going to talk about grocery in particular because it's the largest one, but in the future I may touch on some of the other ones out there. What I'm going to talk about in this episode is really the primal perspective of what's going on here. Each of these retail giants has their shoppers that they attract based on the marketing tactics that they do. I want to talk about that today and really get into that and what shoppers do they own and which ones don't they. And by the way, who else is crashing the party? You know, while Walmart and Amazon seem to be dominating the press, there's other players out there that these two better not overlook as they're trying to take each other down. So with that, let's get on with this episode. When I first thought about tackling this subject, this throwdown between these two, I thought about different things to do, but grocery just kept coming to the top the more I looked at it. And that was for several reasons. One, it's the largest place they're battling. It comprises about 10% on average of people's household income. And it's about $700 billion out there. Now, if you take a look at the category, in general, there are some superficial trends out there worth noting that they're buying for, but so is everybody else. For example, delivery or BOPIS, buy online, pick up in store. It seems to be the biggest momentum over the last few years. It's not really a new thing anymore because everybody's doing it. So the question becomes, what's next? And there's this, then you start to look at this reinvention of the store. There's several different ways of looking at this. One, the Amazon go away, where it's just seamless. You go and get what you want. It's unencumbered with cashiers and lines. It seems to be a high ceiling for those who really hate grocery shopping. On the other side of it, you look at other grocery players and they're looking at more in-depth experiences, more gourmet, more of the foodie type of approach. And the logic here is that, well, you know, if I can make it more of a journey destination, more rich with experience, people will most likely come. And in the retail environment today, that's a lot of what people are trying to do because the fear is that if you don't have an interesting or unique experience, people are just going to buy online. They're not even going to venture into the store. Another trend out there that seems to be at the top of a lot of grocers lists is health and wellness. Health and wellness are always going to be there. There are people out there that want to eat healthier, eat organic and the like, but at the same time, not as big as many people think. And that's why when you look at it, the forefront of this battleground, health and wellness is really not there. It's a minor player in what's going on. But the other two, the BOPIS, buy online, pick up in store, and the changing of the experience seem to be influencing a lot of shoppers nowadays. So with that said, what about our two contenders here? Well, Walmart is really dominating the grocery category. They have the overall share of 23%. Of this, they're doing about $2.84 billion on online sales, primarily uh, pickup and delivery, BOPIS. Um, that's about 13% overall of e-commerce sales. Amazon, 
they're really a minor player in grocery. If you just look at store sales, overall shares less than 2%, primarily with Whole Foods. However, they're dominating online with 8.2 billion, which is about 36% of the overall online sales. And this is comparable if you look at e-commerce in general. Amazon hovers between 40 and 45% of all e-commerce purchases are done at the Amazon marketplace. So with, you know, big stats, that's fine. But let's look at it from the shopper lens. Let's invert this a little bit. And I want to cover three things in this episode. The first, let's talk about mission shoppers. Then I want to touch on deal seekers. Then I want to talk about, from a retail perspective, brand citizens and journey shoppers getting to that experience. So let's just move right into it. And let's start talking about mission shoppers. Many out there know who listen to this podcast what a mission shopper is, but let me just touch on the mindset if this is the first time you're listening. Bottom line, mission shoppers hate shopping. The majority of people see grocery shopping as a chore. Their goal, get in, get out, and get on with their life. As far as pickup goes, their expectations are shifting from days to hours now. And this is just in general, but even in the store, it's like they expect they expect immediate response. And a lot of this is being fueled by Amazon, which has recently gone to same-day shipping. And as they up that ante, so does that bar in which everybody expects to be getting things quicker and quicker and quicker when they order it online. From a typology perspective, there's two mission shopper mindsets here. One, shopping minimalist and two, loyalty lasers. Shopping minimalist is pretty self-explanatory. These people want to get in and out. They will pay more. They will switch brands. They'll do whatever it takes just to save time and spend the least amount of time in the retail environment. Loyalty lasers, they are fixated on a single brand. The brand could be a store or the brand could be um, specific items within the store, but they're not looking anywhere else. They're just going to buy what they know. And if it's not there, they'll move on to someplace where they can find it. Now, here's the first interesting thing. For all the mission shoppers out there, and about 50% of grocery shoppers are mission shoppers of some sort, only 5% are really buying online and picking up a delivery to date. Now, will this grow? Most likely. But it's getting used to it, getting used to a new you know, behavioral change is something that takes some time. However, a safe bet here is that BOPIS will continue to increase, especially when you consider the level of mission shoppers in the grocery category. Mission shoppers, since they hate being in the store, they tend to be planners. They figure out what they're going to buy. They figure out where they're going to buy it. They have a plan. They get in and they get out. What's fascinating with this is that if you compare online and offline grocery dynamics, you're going to see a difference in influence that the, the brand or the shopper marketing can have. And there was a study done by Global Data where they looked at different dynamics between an online shopper and an offline shopper in the store. For example, the online shopper, only 38% actively looked at new brands when shopping for groceries, while it went up to 61% for those who went in the store. Another stat in the study was they asked these people who bought online or went in the store how likely they were to buy a brand they didn't usually purchase. You could consider this sort of an impulse buy. Again, People who went in the store were over twice as likely with 54% saying they would buy a brand they didn't typically buy versus only 23% for people who bought online. And this is where the dynamics that get interesting if you're looking at it from a brand perspective that's either on the shelf or the retailer. 
While you do want to cater to the mission shopper, you also want to figure out how to increase the cart size. With that said, who does better with the mission shopper, Amazon or Walmart? Let's start with Walmart. First and foremost, Walmart stores are built for the journey shopper. They're built for the people who like to go in, take their time and explore. Now, they are trying to appeal to the mission shopper. They recently announced a program for unlimited delivery for $98 a year, sort of like their version of Prime. Now, this is for groceries. It seems to be sort of a consistent effort by Walmart to, you know, go after that delivery, trying to expand their delivery opportunities. They've run ads in the past saying, hey, we give free delivery. You don't even have to be a member. Now, the $98 is counterintuitive to a membership fee, so they're sort of getting away from that. Nonetheless, they keep pushing the envelope to figure out what is that next step in in-home delivery or home delivery. And a few weeks before actually doing this podcast, Walmart announced an in-home delivery service called Straight to Fridge. For $19.95 a month, they will not only deliver them to your home, but they'll actually put them in the fridge. And they use technology and cameras so you can actually watch the person go in and put stuff away. I don't know, personally, it seems a little creepy to me to let somebody you don't know into your house to put your stuff away. God knows it would be chaos in our house because if I put stuff in the wrong area, I hear from my wife, I couldn't imagine a Walmart employee coming into our house and knowing exactly where to put this stuff. Nonetheless, maybe they just put it on the counter. I don't know. So let's just move on. Let's talk about Amazon's mission. Amazon is built for the mission shopper. If you just go on to Twitter and just search in Prime and Addiction, you'll see a lot of people talking about how they're addicted to Amazon Prime and they love the fact that it's easy, it's simple, and as of lately, most of the products are next day. Amazon recently also countered Walmart by actually waiving the $15 fee for grocery delivery. Now it is just included in Prime. So if you are a Prime member, you can get groceries delivered for free. So the interesting thing here is, does it work well? Is Amazon's storefront amenable to buying a lot of things? Maybe shelf-stable items, but is somebody going to buy their entire cart on Amazon? The ace in a hole they have here is Whole Foods, which they can use those stores with a free two-hour delivery for Prime members. So you know with Whole Foods, you're getting a quality product. It's a known store, and it fits well within Amazon's brand because Amazon's brand really is about speed, shopping minimalism, finding things at your fingertip. It is not about deals. And I'll talk about deal seekers in a second, but it is not about deals. That's why the pairing with Whole Foods makes sense because Whole Foods is not about deals. And by the way, don't be. It's okay. Your strength is speed. Your strength is quality. Don't try to be everything to everybody. But can Amazon resist? Now, there's a rumor going out that Amazon will be opening a grocery chain. It's unsubstantiated. It's something to watch. If so, is that grocery chain a level below Whole Foods? Is it going to compete more with Walmart, with Kroger, with Winn-Dixie? Where is it going to live? Is it going to live in that deal seeker range? As of right now, Amazon is denying those rumors, but we'll have to wait and see. So what about other players? Well, like I said at the beginning of this episode, most major grocers offer delivery or pickup of some sort. So that's really not a competitive advantage at this point for anybody. If they don't, they have companies like Shipt, S-H-I-P-T, or Instacart that they partner with, and they'll do a forum. So they get personal shoppers going in. Well, it doesn't matter if you're Target, 
Publix, Meyer, Safeway, everybody's offering it. So can a grocer really grow by offering delivery? Can Walmart really grow by offering delivery? Probably not. What they'll probably do is keep themselves from losing customers who may have went elsewhere for delivery because honestly, Walmart, like a Meyer, like a Target, is not a mission shopper friendly store. With that said, though, if you took a look at who's really owning the Mission Chopper, it is Amazon, and it goes beyond grocery. But even in grocery, they're dominating. Like I said, they're at 36% roughly of the overall e-commerce for groceries, so they're in a good place. The question is, can they grow it and get more? Or because it's becoming ubiquitous, are they going to be neutralized and are going to be in a holding pattern at that 36%? We'll have to wait and see. Moving on to deal seekers, these people are really looking to save money, but it's more than that. They will spend time to save money. If you ever wonder if you're a deal seeker, ask your answer the simple question, do you spend time to save money or do you spend money to save time? And while the deal seeker will spend time to save money, it's a little more than that. They get a dopamine rush when they save money. And this is where it becomes physiological that they're in there, they're trying to save money, and when they're able to, they love it, they feel it, and they often brag about it. Now, there's a tension here, too. I just talked to you about mission shoppers. Well, if there's a mission shopper who's a deal seeker, this is a little tough because how are you going to find the best deals but really not spend a lot of time in the store? Now, like I said before, mission shoppers are planners. So they will scour inserts, they will scour online, they'll get their coupons, they will have a battle plan for when they go in the store. Journey shoppers, like yours truly, will go in the store and often find the deals within the store, and they might not even be the best deal, but they're not afraid to spend time in the store to save money and find the best deals. The two typologies here to really look at within the grocery category are bargainistas and deal surgeons. They're very similar. They're free agents. They're deal seekers. The difference is bargainistas are journey shoppers. They enjoy going in the store. It's me time. It's we time. They just love shopping. But the deal surgeon, while they are free agent, while they are a deal seeker, they are a mission shopper and they want to spend the least amount of time in the store as possible. These two typologies make up roughly 50% of all shoppers. Let me repeat that. These two typologies make up about 50% of grocery shoppers. This is big. Because to win the grocery battle, the throwdown, you need to get the bargainistas, you need to get the deal surgeons. So what are their behaviors? Well, 75% of deal seekers shop at more than one grocery store. So they don't just go into Walmart. They may go to Aldi for something, Walmart for something else, and dollar stores for other things. They are constantly looking for deals, and they will spend the time to get them. It's interesting when you look at how a deal seeker creates a list. And there's two different methods. One is they will create the list of items they need for the upcoming week or two. Then they will look at inserts. They will go online and they will find the store that matches their list and actually gives them the lowest price. A second method is they will still make up the list of things they need. However, when they look at deals, they will add things to their list for shelf stable items that they know are great deals and they will pick them up. So knowing this is interesting from a grocery perspective to know if it's a deal seeker, how do you increase the share of cart? Because what you're doing is looking at 
all your competition and are you offering the best deal on items for that week? Now, many of you know, I'm not a big fan of demographic or generational marketing because I think there are differences in generations, but mindsets transcend generations. However, there is something interesting when you look at behaviors, specifically with income levels. So for example, the online shopper I talked about with Shopping Minimalist, if people are making less than 50,000, roughly about three to three and a half percent are shopping online for their groceries. While if you make over 50 grand, that jumps up to 10%. So it's interesting looking at that a little bit, knowing that you have this deal seeker mentality where they really wanna be at the forefront with the couponing and everything else, how much of this could be done online versus actually having to go into a physical store. Anyway, let's get on to the two players in the deal seeker category, Walmart and Amazon. The Walmart deal seeker, this is probably is Walmart's forte. They have 23% of grocery shoppers, as I said prior, but more importantly, they're in what I call the deal stream. When people look at inserts, when people look at couponing, Walmart is present. And unless you shut Walmart out, they are a pretty big player in this. Counter that with Amazon. Amazon is not in the deal stream. They want to be badly. Recently, they picked a fight with the dollar stores and tried to take down or offer better prices to them by removing, you know, shipping. For as far as I know, it didn't work because dollar stores and Amazon, again, like I said prior, not really their core customer. Trying to be everything to everybody doesn't always work. I like to bring up income again because it is an important factor with Amazon. Only 31% of people who make under $35,000 a year are Prime members. Compare this to 41% between 35,000 and 75,000. Over 75,000, it jumps up dramatically. So the interesting thing is that typically deal seekers do make less money, not always. Doesn't mean just because you make less money, you're not a deal seeker. However, if you're not a Prime member, that puts Amazon at a competitive disadvantage of trying to appeal to these deal seekers, even if they want to pick a fight with the dollar stores. So what about the other players? Well, there's a lot of them out there. There's Aldi, there's Kroger, there's a whole list of them, Food for Less, Winco. There was a study done by Dumb Humvee and, and they listed Walmart as the sixth cheapest place to shop. Aldi was number one, followed by Food for Less and Winco. Amazon ranked 10th. Now, I don't really think much of these studies because what they're doing is just cross comparison. You go in stores, do they account for all the sales going on? Again, it matters by week. It matters more importantly of what you are buying than the overall typical um, shopping cart that they compare. However, if you add all this stuff up on the deal seeker, Walmart has a clear advantage from a deal seeker perspective. So with that said, let's go on to the last shopper mindset I want to talk about, which is your brand journey shopper, brand citizen journey. These people enjoy grocery shopping. They look at it as me time or we time. Many shop on passion. So what's interesting is that if you're a brand citizen or journey shopper, often you're a passionate shopper too. And this goes beyond groceries. So you will have, in this case, you'll maybe have health conscious. You may have foodies. They look beyond national brands to unique store fare. So while you can buy most products at every one of these grocery stores, they're looking for something unique. They're looking for something that's worth talking about. And I'll come back to that in a second. 
The typologies are comfort zoners. Um, comfort zoners are brand citizen, price blind, free agent, and fanatical finders, which are brand citizens, deal seeker, and journey shoppers. You notice I included deal seeker here only because it's a little different where these people are looking for deals on their brand or they have an affinity for a specific store in which they're going to go to and find the best deal there. Target really has made their name for it. And I would put Target into this as a place where, you know, they really appeal to the fanatical finders because, because they offer a combination of deals with their design ethos, which makes them an interesting place compared to some of the other competitors. Anyway, so what about some of the shopping behaviors for these two typologies? Well, first off, they know their brands, they love their brands, they look forward to going their brand. So if you take a look at different stores around, I'll talk about some, many local stores do well here. Like locally, there's this one called Nino Savaggio. It's a gourmet store where while you can buy all the national brands in there, they offer a lot of unique things. Deli is in there and bakery and stuff like that that you can go in and get something more than what you would get at a typical Kroger or Aldi. I already talked about the grid earlier and keep in mind where the mission shoppers don't actively look for new brands or they're less likely to consider a brand when they're in the store. Obviously the journey shoppers do. These people will consider, they tend to be more impulsive and they're looking for something new and unique while they're in the store. Which brings me to the last behavior. They like to brag about their find. While the deal seekers brag about their deal, these, these shoppers brag about the find and the unique things they found in the store. Who does better for these types of shoppers, Walmart or Amazon? What do you think? Well, Walmart, they have the potential. They're built for the journey, but they lack the intimacy of many of the competitors out there. And that's why their forte is really more with the deal seeker and not really this journey shopper who is price blind. They're looking for something more. They're looking for a richer experience. What about Amazon? With Amazon here, I'm going to talk about the Whole Foods shopper in particular, and it does fit in well with this brand citizen journey shopper. Whole Foods has the cachet here to really play up to something. They have a higher quality product. What was interesting is there was a study done on floor traffic on Super Bowl Sunday this year, and Five hours prior to the game, Whole Foods traffic spiked as people were headed to their parties and they're looking to pick something up. They didn't go into a Meyer, a Kroger, a Walmart. They went into something that they felt was worth bringing to the party. It had the street cred or the party cred in this case that they weren't afraid to bring. Now, if you look at other players here, there's a lot of other players out there. I already mentioned the local gourmet shops or gourmet stores, Publix, Trader Joe's. There's a lot of them out there. Target also plays into this a little bit, not so much in the gourmet. Like I said prior, Target does very well with brand citizen journey, especially that fanatical finder that's always looking for a little bit of deal energy, but they still see high quality items. So if you take a look at the brand citizen journey shoppers, you have to give the advantage to Amazon through their Whole Foods ownership. So in review, who really is winning right now? Well, Walmart owns the groceries today, and I don't see that changing for their foreseeable future because they have too much inertia. And in many cases, especially in smaller, in smaller rural America, they just dominate. Walmart's strength is with the deal seeker though. And keep in mind, deal seekers make up roughly about two thirds of all shoppers. 
With that said, I talked about the bargainista and deal surgeon, which are about 50% of all shoppers. These are Walmart's strengths, not Amazon's. Amazon, well, they do own the Mission Chopper much more than Walmart. And that brand citizen journey with Whole Foods, they own too. But this is this is a smaller segment when you compare it to the deal seeker. So to sum up, really, as far as groceries go, Walmart is leading this. Walmart will probably lead for the foreseeable future. I personally think a bigger threat to Walmart is going to come from a Kroger or another large chain than it will from Amazon at this point. That doesn't mean Amazon's going to go away. They still do own Mission Shoppers, and they do own this brand citizen journey shopper with Whole Foods. But let me leave you with these three questions that really are going to define the future. Can Walmart continue to grow BOPIS, buy online, pick up in store? Or is this their Achilles heel that somebody can take market share from them, whether it's Amazon or somebody else? The second question, what is Amazon's new grocery chain going to look like? Now, I don't even know if there is one, but if the rumor is valid, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be a larger version of Amazon Go? Or is it going to be more of your traditional supermarket, which, which could put them in the deal seeker deal stream and go more head to head with Walmart than they are currently with their online store? Or who knows? It's Amazon. It could redefine grocery shopping as we know it today. We'll have to wait and see. Finally, is there anybody else threatening the big two? So this last question is interesting because I did focus on Walmart and Amazon in regards to grocery, but there's a lot of big players out there. Is one of those big players going to sneak up on Walmart and Amazon where they're just, you know, dealing each other body blows and come up with something unique and surpass them? I don't see it right now, but you never know. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope to do maybe a couple more on this because while I talked about grocery, there's some other places that Amazon and Walmart are having throwdowns, possibly talk about holiday shopping, electronics, and maybe even household. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, first off, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to future podcasts on PrimalShopper.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast service like iTunes, Anchor, or Google. Also, if you are interested in how Primal Shopper can increase the effectiveness of your marketing, feel free to contact me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Finally, if you haven't picked up a copy of Primal Shopper yet, please do. I cover topics like this and many others in it, and I think you would enjoy it tremendously. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, this is Eric Bowe on the Primal Shopper Podcast. Take it easy, people. Yeah.